0: welcome to so you think your car is fast where we dive into the world of high-end fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car from the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast So I just got a phone call from Robert at Force Performance.
1: What did he have to say for himself? Just check and see how you're doing on on this Thursday.
0: I answered it, hey, Amber. You know, because her name is programmed in the phone. He goes, hey, uh, this is Robert at Force Performance. I'm looking for Todd
2: and all. (laughs) That sounds like Robert.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what timing? So, yeah, so anyway, so we received the new turbos yesterday and discovered that they don't bolt right up.
1: Get a bigger hammer.
0: So we either force them on (laughs) or we have to do a little bit of fab work on the exhaust. Well, you
2: you were saying Garrett, right? You thought they were Garrett. So I kind of thought that they were Garrett turbine housings, but they're not. They're tile tile force performance. Turbine housings. So and how did that happen?
0: I bought them from Aim in oh. eighteen. Oh, you did.
2: Mm-hmm. I they guess had. I them. didn't know where you got them from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even there. I thought I, I I found the photo of them in a box, and the photo was geotagged Plainfield, New Jersey. I'm like, oh, I only know one company up there, so I text Joe, and he's like, oh yeah, you got those from us. I'm like, oh, because we're we were we just want to double check what the what the AR was, and it's eighty two. So. Mm. Hmm. So I'm gonna swap those, gonna swap the new 35s out with the 40s, and um, you know, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what kind of bacon we can make.
2: But yeah, what do you think about surge? So I'm worried about surge in that combination, uh, just because it's so much compressor, and you know what ends up happening is boost comes in, right? So like you get from you get from a point where the turbocharger is just kind of in the way, spinning in the exhaust to it gets enough exhaust energy to speed it up and it starts pulling a lot more air in. And then that's when you create boost. And I mean, that's what we want, right? We want boost, but it, it, it there is such a thing as making too much boost where the differential what? of pressure. No. Yeah. I, I was shocked by this too. It took me a while to wrap my head around it. <laughs> But where the differential of pressure before the compressor wheel to after the compressor wheel uh, directly related to how much air it's actually flowing at that moment, uh, it's kind of like the wing of an airplane. Uh, When you go too slow, uh, an airplane wing will stall Mm -hmm. and stop creating lift. And that's kind of what's happening in a turbocharger at that point. Another way to think about it is like, you know, like a like a wheel or a tire on the ground. And instead of the the ground uh, staying stationary and the wheel turning and moving a car, think about the opposite, where the wheel stays put and it's pushing the ground. As the amount of resistance necessary to move the ground with the with the wheel and tire increases, there comes a point where the wheel because of the, the amount of traction that it has, it loses traction. And that's kind of what's going on with the compressor wheel. So as you're spinning the compressor wheel, uh, and making quote too much boost, which again, I never thought was possible for there to be mm-hmm. such a thing. Uh, it can lose grip on the air or it stalls. Oh. and, uh, it creates that
1: surge. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Could you start over? Could you start over from
2: surge. I just,
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so,
2: yeah, it, it it it's creating enough pressure in the intake that um, can't make it can't make anymore at that RPM and at that compressor RPM and air starts reverting and, and going in, in funny directions. So, you know, there, there's a couple of interesting solutions to that, one of which is to have more displacement in your engine mm. uh, because the engine can breathe more error so that's when like having a 3.8 versus a 4.0 versus a 4.2 matters and in our in our porsche uh, engine world anyway or you can get uh, a little bit creative with your cam timing and the variable cam timing specifically so if you create more cam overlap which you open your intake valves and your exhaust valves at the same time essentially and just move some air on through right in and out uh let's the you know, compressor will flow more, uh, which then, you know, relieves that surge condition.
1: But don't you lose some efficiency if it's coming out the exhaust already?
2: Well, yeah. I don't know if you're really losing efficiency. You're actually gaining efficiency because the compressor uh, can't operate at that pressure at such a low flow level.
1: Yeah, right? but so the I, idea I is guess to get
2: the flow up. <sighs>
1: guess maybe not efficiency but that wouldn't that make your turbo spin faster at a comparative boost level
2: uh yes and that's the whole idea gotcha Uh, it well i don't know if it really makes it spin faster but it allows it to move more air so it it it, i guess it's making it more efficient uh at that point and you're still
1: you're still moving air through the motor that's not getting compressed for combustion
2: yeah yeah
1: I guess it's a it's a give and take, right? Like like most things. Well,
2: you know, we we don't really have a have a way to control the the ratio of the speed of the compressor wheel and the turbine wheel, right? It's a one to one ratio one one RPM for the turbine wheel and one RPM uh, for the compressor wheel. There's nothing you can do to change that, right? Because they're connected by a solid shaft. Uh, we we you could put a bigger turbine wheel in it, uh, which would slow the compressor wheel down, which would prevent it from surging in that particular instance, but then you've lost all the advantages of the smaller turbine wheel and, uh, and in the lower RPM range, such as response, really what it is is it's too much response um, at that RPM. So, you know, you, another interesting thing that you could do is, you know, essentially set up a waste gate on your intake piping, and then you could open that intake waste gate and bypass air so that it no longer goes through the engine there, there there's a, a few interesting solutions to that which i guess you know we're, we're kind of getting to the point with these 3.8 4.0 liter engines where uh we can't put a bigger turbo on it without having some you know we were discussing trade-offs before uh this it's a pretty major trade-off
1: well and that that's we've dealt with the surge on on my car too with these super secret sauce big turbos we've we've had a surge. So that's what we've been kind of trying to get out. It sounds like maybe we're, we got somewhat control of it, but I don't know.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, Wayne has some, some ideas on, on how to, how to combat that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Last time I talked to Wayne, he, he was really liking the changes that we made.
2: Yeah. I don't know exactly what, the data is saying but i got the same impression that it was that it was good and and the, the main thing being the header swap uh your old headers uh while very very it, beautiful they just were, were... small on well, the, 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 runner the
1: runners were small on them and then the inlet of the header right like where it bolts onto the head it was smaller than the exhaust port on the head so we were already getting turbulence before anything left the the head itself
2: yeah that's no bueno
1: so We'll see what happens when uh, I haven't even really gotten to drive it since since the header, bigger compressor cover stuff.
2: So where is it now?
1: Uh, it is at Wayne's shop right now. Uh, it is going to Houston today, tomorrow maybe. I want Steve to give it a once over and check any minor. For those that can't see me, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed, minor so
0: um do you mind if it sits on the back burner for a few days because (laughs) i just got word that my uh my engine is in route to steve's i mean so he will be tied up i'm telling you right now he'll be tied up monday tuesday wednesday (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) But I, cause I'm going to yeah, 2K no. and you are not.
1: No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, when, when I talk to Steve, his first impression, although he might be trying to ease me into this, make me feel better, is that my, my situation's not that big of a deal, or at least it, it might not be a very big deal. Right. Uh, I'm out of town all next week anyway. So mm-hmm. it, whether it gets done Monday or time next week, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. So it's fine if it's on the back burner for a little bit.
0: Obviously, you're trying to make Honda, which is yeah, March 25th. yeah. I,
1: it's just it's all, it's like one of those things, right? Like if you ever taken management classes and stuff, and if, if you give somebody a task, it fills up the time period. It doesn't really matter when. <laughs> that, that's just, that's how my car works. Yeah. Like, oh, we got we got four months to the next event. Oh, this will be easy, no big deal. And then we're always coming up well. against timelines.
0: Speaking of Texas 2K, neither one of you are going, obviously, because you're getting ready for Hondo, and I guess Dan's car is not going to be ready for Hondo, but they changed some rules this year, or at least they're enforcing them. Um, So every car is is required to have a belly pan or a diaper.
1: The car, not the driver.
0: Well, the driver obviously should always have a diaper. Understood. Um, And then they're also enforcing the no coolant rule, no water wetter. So... um, Steve will just put the car back together with just water, which is fine. No biggie. But uh, the whole the whole issue is is making a belly pan for, you know, a rear engine 911. It just doesn't exist. Right. So I contracted my friends at AIM and uh, they said that they they stamped a bunch out and they're going to have one for every car that they're bringing. Plus an extra one for me. Thank goodness. So um, I think they're going to bring it. To the event and help me install it, but you know they, they, it's requiring a two-inch lip all the way around. And if you think about it, we don't have two inches of clearance, really. No, I really. mean, so I don't know. I don't. I hope this thing is just. I don't know. I hope it it actually works and it doesn't create some drag and is not just so big and bulky. And I don't know. I hate it. Well, better, I can better, already
2: better. see Peter B. making fun of people's diapers on their cars. <laughs> that he made them put there in the that factory. he
0: made them put on exactly yeah but i mean the whole reason behind it is because you have gtrs and civics scattering their entire drivetrain and engine down the down the track
2: and you know oh yeah it's a real a, a problem one
0: hour one hour it, to clean it up you know
2: so. it's a real problem i'm surprised they haven't enforced some sort of rule like that before now to be honest mm-hmm. but you know what sounds like a great idea to me Is breaking your car and then dumping a whole bunch of fuel and oil and then holding it right under your engine to catch on
1: fire. Right where the turbos are.
2: Where where our turbos are exactly.
0: I mean, it's you know most of it seems like the GTRs, the Corvettes, they all have a like a top-mounted turbo. Some of them are sticking out of the hood. (laughs) Ours are dragging. Literally, they scrape over speed bumps. My my wastegates hit speed bumps.
1: I put a I put a hole in my boost hose right there at the right. outlet of the turbo
0: and that was on flat ground just kind of a bump or a dip
1: man if i'm if i'm honest i think our initial impression was that it happened at the event because there was that bump at the end of right uh, at the end at uh, a was a two, it at, you're going to yeah, i it was
2: mean yeah. you can
1: you can hear todd on your draggy video you can hear where the motor revs because you you lose traction the come, yeah. yeah lifts the car Mm-hmm. Um, but coming off my, my driveway is kind of weird and coming off my driveway could have started that mm. and maybe I, I, so I, I don't know one or one or two things. Uh, this, this new setup though, the way the, the turbos are mounted Trey got me a little more clearance. Oh, okay. I probably have another inch, maybe inch and a half of clearance where that one low, low point was, okay. was sitting. So oh, that'll help. Yeah.
2: You just need some, uh, some heat shielding tape here. I just so happen to have this on my desk. I do. You I know. Mean, I meant I meant to have my intake cam sitting on my desk today, and I forgot. So heat shielding,
1: great, but it doesn't help from impact with the concrete.
2: Well, it's got a little bit of padding in it.
0: You know? <laughs> okay, not at two hundred miles an hour.
2: Well,
1: I discovered that my generator tank
2: was ever so slightly rubbing on the spark uh, plug wire, which has oh. like a metal thing on it, and so I was yeah, like, that's hmm, not, "Not good." Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going to put this on there and and fix it but i could go get that camshaft if you guys want but i'd have to get up i want to go through the questions that um we recently got
1: yeah we're all kind of at a at a standstill point with our cars
2: yeah i have no idea um when my parts are coming i have one cam i ordered both exhaust cams i ordered and the the other intake cam that I could not get for a reasonable price from Porsche, but all of the cams are shipping from Germany and Steve ordered my cam housings to which I am just going to find the receipt and burn it before my wife sees it.
0: I want to go through the questions that um, we recently got. So some event basics. First timers want to know.
2: First thing they need to do is walk around, find the starting line, find <laughs> the, find the finishing the line. <laughs> Find the finish line, understand where the flags are at the finish, understand where the end of the runway is. Attend the mandatory driver's meeting. Attend the mandatory driver's meeting.
1: At least the first time. At least <laughs> the first time.
0: Don't assume you know where the turnoff is.
1: <laughs> well, you know, since, since I'm the most recent newcomer, going to the events prior to actually racing in them or participating in them did help okay. because like there was some familiarity right with the how the cars where they drive and what's happening so that was that was kind of nice i'm a big believer in knowing the track before you drive on it
0: yeah that's a big one for me too i mean doing the texas mile you know you're 30 seconds 230 miles an hour you really need you kind of need to know where to stop you know and how quickly you need to stop
2: so that's that's a huge one you know even if that means getting on, you know, Google Maps and looking at the layout of the runway in advance, mm-hmm. uh, you may not know exactly how the event's going to have it set up and where the cones are going to be, uh, but you can you can glean a lot of information from that, knowing like you know where the places that you don't want to be are. That's what I. Whenever we whenever we get a new airport that we're going to, I always go look at Google Maps and measure it, see how long it is, and then look for places that cars don't want to go and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm
2: everything will be fine events. until something goes wrong. So. Right,
0: and and normally at these car at these events the cars, when they go off they slide. You know, there's no walls to hit. They just slide until they stop, gather some dust and dirt.
1: Sometimes they turn, ar- they spin around.
0: Sometimes they spin. Yeah.
1: And that one took off that one time with the parachute. I
2: don't know that I saw that one. Which one was that? Uh,
1: I want to say it was a GTR. Was that the right at the right at the end of the runway? They released the chute when they hit the brakes, and it pulled the back end of the car up.
0: That was a while back, right? Was it, that the it one that, in Abilene? That was at the Texas Mile, right?
1: No, no, no. It was a. It was one of the shift sectors. I was there. Oh, okay. I, I saw. I don't remember if it was one that I was participating in or if it was one I was watching. Uh, I don't. I don't remember.
2: I remember there being a rather unpleasant uh gtr accident at one of them
1: recently but he was okay the yeah i okay. ended up being okay but it
2: was kind of scary because yeah. we, we were watching it and i, I think, think it, you know i think it rolled it did it did yeah but I, there were some extenuating circumstances you know i didn't see it I, I had my back turned when he crossed the line but i was told that the rear tires came off the rear wheels came off the car yeah that's oh, what wow. Sounds familiar. <laughs> that might have been one of them that you weren't at, Todd. I don't know. because you yeah, remember, remember this. But we were watching it, and the car had rolled. But, you know, it was quite a ways away from us because we were near the finish line. But, it, you know, it, it, the car carried a ways. Yeah. And everybody was just kind of standing around it. And there was a small fire, presumably from fuel. Uh, not like a, oh, my goodness, fire, but a little fire. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of standing around looking, so we thought everything was totally fine. But what was actually going on was the roof had been crushed, and the driver was stuck in the car. So it was mm-hmm. it was a little,
1: a little unpleasant, a little more serious.
0: Things like that make me not surprised that some guys just build a car and have someone else drive it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I saw that. That was a that was an interesting thought. But there are there are a lot. That was my plan. Oh yeah, yeah. Until, until I talked to you, Todd. I remember. With, I, seems like the, one of the very first times we talked, you're like, so you're going to come do these events? And I was like, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. And he said, uh, why in the world are you building the car if you're not going to come race it? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fair, fair.
0: It's like, this mm, guy speaks truth. Point. Yeah, otherwise it just sits in the garage and then you're like, I'm not driving this on the
2: street. Yeah, I mean, these aren't 500 horsepower cars anymore. You know, it, it's they're, they're a little bit different. I don't, I mean, I do drive mine around. Like I'll take mine to the grocery store sometimes. Yeah. But I don't step on the gas because if you do, you know, you're three seconds away from, you know, 150 miles an hour, you yeah. know, 60, 60, to 130 in these cars is in the three second range. So it happens quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
1: I, I would also add mold your expectations. You're not going to go out there and run your best time, man. I, I get, uh, I guess the best term for it's buck fever. I get so excited at that staging and launching that I forget everything. Mm -hmm. it's an
2: it's an adrenaline fueled sport and you can get nervous uh when there's 50 people 100 people standing around looking at you that you can see from the Mm -hmm. driver's seat and you know you don't know if you're supposed to drive on the right side of the cone or the left side of the cone and you don't want to look like an idiot you know so
1: just go right over it so you're a little on the left (laughs) and a little on the right
2: yeah yeah (laughs) that's what you do when you don't know what to do is to stop, roll your window down, and wave somebody over. It's
0: worse at 2K because there's 100 people standing, literally standing five feet from your car at the start. Um, Shift sector's not so bad. You you definitely are pretty far away from any spectators from the starts. That's good.
2: Yeah, and it's difficult going to races in a car that to everybody else looks like Todd's because (laughs) it's happened a couple of times where I'm driving through the pits back to my parking spot and a guy yells obscenities at me and, uh, I'm like, Hmm. So my, the last time that happened, I, I yelled back at him almost immediately and said, I'm not Todd. <laughs> you just assumed. <laughs> I just assumed.
1: <laughs>
2: it's with the helmet on. Nobody can tell. Right. Right. That's right. And I think we both have carbon fiberish helmets too. Right. right? Red car, black helmets. Same, yeah, same, same. Yep, that guy came and found me later and apologized and said, I'm sorry, I thought you were Todd. I'm like, I know, I think it's hilarious, don't well, worry about it. I wonder what he was mad at. <laughs> he wasn't, he was just, <laughs> you know, friendly, uh, friendly guy banter. So, I wonder if it was the guy in the BMW, that poor guy. I think it was, yeah. <laughs> No, no. Oh, the guy that you raced. No,
0: I don't think it was him. Yeah, I think it was yeah we line up. We line up and uh, he gave me his video. So I, I know what it said. he said. He goes, oh, we're not going to race this guy. Well, we're not racing this guy.
2: <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of depressing when you're in your fast car. And another car comes up to run you and they get so far away that you can't tell what make and model of car it is anymore. By the, you know, <laughs> they're just gone. Uh, I'm like, huh? Yeah, it's not really a race anymore, is it?
0: Uh, so so I'm going back. Hopefully, if Steve doesn't kill me and my car goes back together, fine. Hopefully, I'll make 2K. And if I make 2K and get through that, I'll make Hondo.
2: So but when is I- 2K?
0: It's the 15th. Well, the roll race is the 15th and 16th of March. Okay. So we do um, qualifying on Wednesday, which means you go out there and give it your best shot from 60 miles an hour to the finish line. And then they take um, the the fastest top 56 cars. Top eight are in their spot called Elite Eight. And then three brackets of 16. Doesn't matter if you're rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, six-speed DCT, we're all in
2: the same pile it's, a, it's all based on speed. So let's talk about this a little bit because you know we have touched on the topic of roll racing but I don't know that everybody understands the details mm-hmm. So how how long is this race going to be that we can start there uh, you know they shorten the distance this year right? Yeah okay so basically the way it works is you start from a dead stop way way behind the
0: starting what's the traditional tree of a drag strip. At, at uh, Houston Raceway Park, so you start together and you roll out together, and you get up to about sixty miles an hour. And there is a tree. Normally, it's the it's a it's a light behind the normal tree. And when that goes green, you race together to the finish line. This the uh, roll up to the start. I don't know, six hundred feet or so, maybe six seven hundred feet, and then the actual run. Has been 1,600-ish feet. And then now they've shortened it down to about 1,300.
2: So it's like a normal drag race. You roll into the starting zone, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the race is eligible to be started from. But you can start er- you know, early in the starting zone and end up with a longer distance of a race because the it's ex- finish line yeah. doesn't move. The finish line is stationary. That's or right. you could be started late in the starting zone and the actual race distance is shorter. Mm-hmm. So it, it you can't necessarily compare two races to know which car is faster because you don't know if they started from the same from the same spot.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly
2: right. So that's why you get a discrepancy. Well, I,
0: you know, I've trapped one eighty nine. Oh, well, I've trapped one ninety five. Well, where'd you start? Well, I don't know, you know, somewhere in between the three hundred feet that you could actually get greenlit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, the cars, you know, shake themselves out and. And the the faster cars win. You know, the it's just a matter of getting getting down the thirteen. Now it's going to be about twelve hundred fifty to thirteen hundred feet, as opposed to sixteen hundred feet of a race. So they did that, I think, because there's a lot of cars that that are they're
2: just going so fast they're doing two thirties, and uh, there's not enough room to stop. Yeah, I mean, two hundred thirty miles an hour in a three thousand pound plus car. Uh, is difficult to stop in a in a reasonable space, mm-hmm. you know, without without going. You know, there's not like a, you know a huge runoff at that point because they're finishing the race beyond what the normal quarter mile, uh, finish line would be. Exactly, Taylor. Have you ever done a roll race, like an official one, like a two k or a Texas? I haven't I have? Well, not Well, it's it's great because it you know it's what uh drag racing for high power cars should be, uh, that, you know, that don't want, don't want to break. Yeah. 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 You don't want to break and, and you don't want to run on tires that can only go straight because, you know, you can get, you know, big slicks, nice, uh, you know, easy on the driveline stuff, but you, you put 13, 14 pounds of air in it. And if you try to take a turn, it'll rip it off the wheel. So for, for a car that you want to drive around and enjoy on the street, you know, you're pretty much stuck with some bias ply tires, but mostly radial tires. Mm -hmm. And those just don't launch well, but I mean, launching a car is like the hardest thing on it. You know, the most, Mm -hmm. the most shock, the most stress, you know, your engine makes, you know, whatever torque it makes. And then your gearbox is a, is a torque multiplier. So, you know, if you're if you're in like a three to one first gear and your car makes eight hundred foot pounds of torque, it's putting twenty four hundred foot pounds to the ground, uh, and so that you know breaks things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times you'll get a rookie. Basically, someone who just had the money to buy an R8 or a Lambo or whatever and had the money to give someone, you know, $200,000 to give it 2000 horsepower. And they've never driven that fast. What's most important is stopping those cars. And you can't just stand on the brakes at the end of the run. You know, you just have to ease off the accelerator, slowly apply the brake, and then start to stand on it, you know, quickly after that. These guys are, are, are letting off the cars getting loose and then they're hitting the brakes. There's no, there's no weight on the back. The cars, the whole weight has shifted forward and they're slamming on the brakes and they're just spinning. And it, it, it happened at 2k last year. There was, I don't know, half a dozen cars that did that.
1: Yeah. There were a lot of wrecks last year. I, I was surprised. That was my first time even spectating it. And I, I didn't expect quite, uh, mm-hmm. quite the carnage. Yeah. I'd never
2: seen that many crashes in one weekend either. Yeah. It, it's just a byproduct of the car. I, you know the recent end of the world and people staying home for two years uh, and a lot of people not racing, I think people, you know, built cars (laughs) during that time and, and uh, you know, power went up dramatically. You know, how fast do we think we're going to have to go this year to qualify for the roll race? Because the qualifications are different, right? So it's it's going to be slower because
0: it's a shorter run, right? So last year, the, slowest run the slowest qualifying speed was 184 and it's 100 it's 250 to 300 feet shorter this year so i'm just guessing it's going to be you know 10 mile an hour slower this year everybody uh with you know relatively speaking
2: same power it might be more than that yeah the the 230 cars might be more like 215
0: okay so i think it's going to bring speeds down at least qualifying speeds down
2: So, but it's going to be relative. It's not, you know, everybody's going to be going slower in this shorter distance. Of course, when it comes to the underground racing cars, they may have enough to go two thirty on the, on the new shorter distance, shorter (laughs) distance too. They just weren't using it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say. It'll be, it'll be entertaining to see for sure. Yeah. So last year the cutoff was 192.
0: 184 was the cutoff to just qualify top 56. So 184. 184. Yeah. and, And there was 170 cars trying to qualify so yeah There's, Is there
2: the same number of cars this year
0: i don't know i've counted them but i'm sure you know he's gonna he's gonna have just as many you know it's last year in houston so i'm sure a lot of people signed up so that day that wednesday we're gonna have i think four hours to go out there and get a good trap it well i'm gonna try to wednesday? come down on tuesday yeah it starts on wednesday this year it's been it's been thursday friday now it's wednesday thursday they've added another day of drag racing so tell me
1: yeah. again, what day does it start
2: the 15th, March 15th, Wednesday. Okay. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the drag racing is really kind of the the main event, if you will. Yeah, it's definitely the draw, for sure. Uh, so they, they do the roll race, and because they have to reconfigure the track mm-hmm. uh, by putting the roll race starting lights out, putting the roll, roll race finish line out. And they they put a bunch of cones out to try to direct the drivers through the starting area so you can kind of see where the starting area starts and ends. Right. So it it takes them 30 minutes to an hour or something like that to switch between a drag race configuration and a roll race configuration. But they, they do have a, a individual. I know him actually completely randomly. I worked with him on a, on a work project completely unrelated. Uh, and we never even talked about it. I had no idea he was the roll race starter for TX2K, but, uh, but he sits in the stands with, you know, with the button, which one Paul or, uh, no, uh, Zach. Oh, okay. And, uh, he sits there and presses the button and starts the races. So I've been giving him, you know, crap for years now that I've, now that I've figured this out the last couple <laughs> of years, I'm like, man, I don't know about that start buddy. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: think about it. He's got to, he's got to make sure that the cars are within, I guess, I, I think it's half a car length before he can actually give it a green light.
2: Yeah. I don't know what their standards are. Um, uh, I don't know that they want everybody to know exactly what their standards are either. Cause mm-hmm. the, I mean, the more you tell these racers, the, the more they're going to try to, to gain exploit it. it. Yeah. Which, definitely you know, it. I mean, I guess it's part of part of the, the part of the sport, but for me, I want to look at the other guy and say, look, I'm going to run this straight up. I'm going to go right down there. No funny business. Let's just find out who's faster. Yeah. But not everybody wants to do that. Some people think that they want to win whether or not they're the faster car. Mm-hmm. so you, you get to play games sometimes
0: well there is prize money this year yeah but like I, I i don't know that the prize money away, is man. enough
2: to cover the gas i think it's two thousand bucks well how much does it cost to drive across the country and go to a race you know um for it, it,
0: not for me it's just uh you know 30 minutes down the road so yeah <laughs> but it's gonna move i'd
2: love to get the cash but um
0: yeah, two thousand dollars compared to some of these cash days, you know,
2: twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. It's nothing, but it's cool they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, what about you, Taylor? Are you gonna go roll race with yours? Do you think ever?
1: Um, I mean, I'm not against it. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's a lot of fun. I I did roll races in mine years ago when when uh, Texas Invitational was running them. I'd I'd like to do them again, but you know, I want to see some developments in the starting before that happens. Like we
0: said in the last episode. You are the only one doing something like that. So
2: get it figured out. <laughs> Bring something to market, Dan. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I have a few ideas. I, it, it's, it's been sitting on the back burner now for a little while. So need to get it going again, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a bigger draw. You know, Texas Invitational was was big. He had no problem getting, you know, 100 cars to that. It was just a roll race, you know.
2: Well, that picture of the Vipers behind you is the Texas Invitational, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That looks like cattle Mills. Yeah.
1: It seems like there's less and less events as we go through time.
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, 2020 to the, call it 2020 to the end of 2022. I mean, things are almost back to normal now.
1: That's that's true. I guess I, I'm not taking that into consideration. There were a lot less all events during that time.
2: Mm-hmm.